0: Fake news. Mr. President, fake news. M- mis- fake Mr. News. President, fake news. Fake I just want to have news one news thing to say, Mr. President. I'm trying to get a
1: word in edgewise here, Mr. President. It's not. It's not fake news. Just because you don't like it. A few it. days ago, Mr. fake Mr. news call. enough. Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news, with the
0: poor report, with the late breaking news that really matters.
1: The following is a Journey Into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast about everything nerd, with your hosts, Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone.
0: We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake. Or
1: have we? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics, episode 190. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, welcome back for the second week in a row, Veronica. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me back.
1: I'm glad that you're here. Uh, let's get something out of the way right now. The unavoidable. Brandon is not here. Right, yeah. We don't know if Brandon's coming back. Brandon's taking a leave of absence from podcasting as a whole. Um, Some stuff went down. The network as a whole is changing. Uh, We've got some stuff in the future to do, Um, you know, some changes to make uh, coming forward. So, you know, this week you're going to maybe see some stuff happen out of order. Some stuff happen on a different day.
0: Yeah, we've got some shakeups at the network.
1: Just bear with us because it's... um, It's all kind of happened all of a sudden here.
0: Right, right.
1: So first of all, I want to say quickly, if he's listening to Brando, thank you for four years of amazing service being a part of this show and helping build the network to what it is now. We really, you know, it's interesting because it's like Brando has always said that when I created Journey into Comics, I picked the ball up, but I didn't know what to do with it. When I added him to the show, he took the ball and ran with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I feel like he has thrown a hail mary pass to me, <laughs> and I'm diving for the end zone right now, hoping to God that I can catch this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so God speed to him, and I just I I hope that we see him again in the near future, and yeah. and maybe uh, things can get back to some form of normalcy. But you know, we'll see where things go. Anyways, today we've got a lot of comic stuff to get into. Um, it's like there's Infinity War stuff to talk about. We've caught up on some TV
0: shows that we can have to talk about. Yeah, we finally did The Flash.
1: There's movies coming out soon Mm -hmm. that we can talk about. There's one thing we can't talk about because you're not quite caught up (laughs) on The Walking Dead. So folks, if you're expecting my review for Walking Dead 179, Hold off. You'll probably get that next week. I would assume I'll probably do it when AP's on or somebody. Yeah. Uh, we're also somebody that's
0: caught up. Good. I'm uh, like what ten issues you're, behind you're at only, this
1: point. You're, you're the only person that's ten issues behind because no one else has even read the comics oh. on the network. So,
0: uh, Ugh, so you're writing on my review. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll catch up. I okay, promise. Cool. I will. So, um, I just uh, I just got to the point with it where I didn't. The last spoilers, like, I I don't know what to say.
1: Well, the spoilers are, you know, almost a year old at this point. So the thing you're going to say about Andrea being bit and dying. That was the last
0: thing I I didn't. Yeah, that was the last thing I saw was uh, the panel where she was bit. And then I was like, peace, I'm out. Yeah, but that's unfortunate because that's when
1: it <laughs> picked up to be, like, even better than what you would expect. You don't know the right of I know, but I was of...
0: going through some pretty emotional stuff personally when I was reading The Walking Dead. Like, that's it was true. getting me through a very dark time in my life, and it was something that I could just, you know, get into and just read for a while, you know, since I didn't have time to read actual books because I was a, a new mom at the time or whatever. So I'm very far behind, and I'm going to catch up. You're not that bad behind. But – when I got to the Andrea part, I was just like, What the fuck? I don't need this in my life right now. Why am I reading this? I don't want to read it. I'm done.
1: Her send off is definitely the most unexpected. Cammy, get off my table. Our cats, the cats trying <laughs> to get in the middle of the podcast. So it's, it's still just very forced. much JIC. Anyways, I don't know really where to start. I feel like I kind of want to start with The Flash, though. Okay. So how do you feel? We, it's really weird because like the mid season finale hit. We moved you out of your old house and kind of stopped watching The Flash in the process. It wasn't a meant to be thing. like It wasn't we tried to do it. I
0: I decided not to get cable at the new place because it was, you know, I can just have Hulu and Netflix and all that jazz cheaper option. So The Flash had to go on on basic TV or whatever. Yeah, but I
1: mean... You know, we we ca- just
0: we just we finally caught up and um, we were talking earlier about how there were some interesting parallels between you know this current season of the Flash and Infinity War in general you know we'll be talking. So I about guess we that can later. talk about the Flash first.
1: <laughs> it's weird because the Flash you know things are so changey on that show. Wally West is not there anymore. Uh, yeah, all he's this... on
0: Legends, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm not caught up on I'm Legends of I'm not caught so up on that either. What the hell I'm really far behind on Legends. On Legends of Tomorrow, but I hope to catch up. It's on Netflix. The, the new season's already on Netflix, oh, okay. as is Black Lightning, because they both wrapped up.
0: I haven't seen uh, that at all. I really wanted to get into Legends. Like, I wanted to like it, but it was just, like, a little too slow for me.
1: I think you give <laughs> up on shows too easy sometimes, because I like the hard. I mean, you got through the first season of Legends, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Did
1: you get into the second season hardly at all? Mm hmm. Because, see, like, the middle to end of season two of Legends is probably the best CW writing they've ever had.
0: Well, you know, I, I caught up on, like, when we had the crossover, you know, the Arrow Flash, Legends, Supergirl, extravaganzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a couple at this point. So I kind of watched, like, a little bit of, like, uh, Legends here and there to, like, fill in the gaps. Yeah. So I've been piecing it together, and I'm just not into it.
1: Wow. <laughs> you got to watch the full Sorry. thing to get the full story. Piecing it together, you're going to only whatever. get parts. But anyways. Uh, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but to, back to The Flash, the season's really interesting because it's the first season we've had where there's not a speedster versus Barry. Actually, this is the first season where we've not had a major speedster villain at all. Yet. Reverse Flash hasn't shown up. Yet. Black Flash hasn't shown up. Right. I thought you were going to say yet, yeah, and then well, you switched huh? up to right. Damn. Okay. So... um <laughs> So it's just it's interesting because it's a different thing. It's the thinker, mm-hmm. and he's very it's much evolved. ahead. It, it's weird though how that character works, and you find out <clears throat> that he's got this thinking cap, and then his goal is to take all these bus metas that he helped create because specifically
0: he, for those powers, for specific powers, because his body's dying and he needed this meta super meta body to sustain his
1: all these different meta parts like right. he I mean he can like take away powers and give people new powers now and he can um right he's got the weepers tears so he can make people feel joyous which is uh, he's using not even for his
0: yeah he's drugging his poor wife which
1: I think uh w- we'll talk about in a second but in the most recent episode I think it's all clicked in here what actually has been going on and she's like mm-hmm Oh. She realizes
0: dude's got to go. He
1: literally used her. Yeah. Like, like,
0: oh, he really is batshit crazy. And if she
1: finds that lemonade <laughs> Too recipe. Much power, man. I mean, what if she finds that lemonade recipe? Again. Like the 50th time mm-hmm. in a lemonade recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like,
0: what? I've already named
1: it that. Anyways, it was crazy because they got Elongated Man on the show, Ralph Digby. And yeah, they've been telling... I
0: was just... Nobody could really jam his character.
1: He's he's definitely a hard pill to swallow because right. he's this very grating guy. He has a kind of an attitude. He he's kind got of has a weird a, face. He has a different perspective and a different <laughs> outlook. He's kind of angry and a little um, lost in it all. You know, He has had the world slap him, mm-hmm. and he only knows the negatives of that. He hasn't seen the positive of anything until he meets Barry and then Barry starts like oh, I'm going to help you and train you and he he's one of the bus metas with these crazy powers which like we more recently learned he can actually shapeshift technically Right, you know, and he he becomes Joe West,
0: which is how Devoe is able to have his original physical appearance. Well, which
1: we haven't got there yet in the spoilers of oh. things. Spoilers.
0: Well, our, we've already spoiled a ton of shit already on this fair, episode. Fair so enough. I think it's we'll have it in the description or something. The whole episode's spoilers. fucking spoiler heavy. If you haven't seen yeah.
1: anything, don't listen to anything. We'll title this episode "Spoilers." It's <laughs> it's probably not going to be titled "Spoilers," but spoilers. Ah, <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, But back to it. So, Ralph, I'm character building here. Ralph Digby here is, Mm -hmm. you know, this character who is on the wrong side of things. Come on, cat. We're trying to fucking podcast, man. Go. Go. Trying to podcast and you're getting annoying. Anyways, back to it. So, what I'm trying to say about Ralph is he starts to have this character change. And you start to understand the guy and he's like trying to do the right thing. And he's even afraid of doing the right thing because if he fucks up, he'll feel like everybody lets him down or he lets everybody down. He does the wrong thing. He fucks up. They don't let, they aren't let down by him. They still want him on the team. And then he gets fucking just wrecked. Mm -hmm. You know, the thinker is just wrecking him. And
0: yeah, I've been thinking while you're talking about this, I feel like the CW is getting really formulaic with the flash. Whereas like season one was, amazing. Season two was great. I mean, it's starting to just become so routine. Like when we watch it, I even like poke a little fun at it. Like, oh, it looks like there's going to be another hallway heart to heart conversation. You know, like everything is on this show is starting to be feel like a TV show. And you know why I'm thinking that right now is because we watched motherfucking Gotham right before we caught up on the flash and nothing can top Gotham for me right now. Like to me that is the pinnacle of what a comic book television show should be.
1: Gotham plays in the reality though. Right. And Gotham hold on in the reality of that doesn't have stuff like time travel, right? The Flash gets to play with its own dynamic. So you immediately are trying to compare Yet. the reality. <laughs> You're immediately trying to compare the reality to the fictitious, right? And in the fictitious, hold on, let me let me let me let me uh, let me explain what I'm trying to say here. In that fictitious, you have some belief suspended because dude runs really fucking fast. That doesn't uh-huh. happen, you know. Okay, Gotham. It's so real.
0: Okay, Ra's al Ghul.
1: Okay, he's not real. Okay, uh-huh, there- the Lazarus. There- there's you don't actually don't know if the Lazarus Pit exists on Earth. We don't know that. I mean,
0: Nana Parbet, come on, come on.
1: But back to it. It's grounded in reality. <laughs> It has more of a real grit to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't play a lot of lighthearted tones.
0: Right. See, for me, I'm so into Gotham right now that when I go back and watch The Flash, it's so, like, the cheese level is just a little thick. Like, it's spread a little thick on, on The Flash for me and it's because it's on a different network. It's it's a, because it's marketed towards a different demographic. Absolutely. And that's fine. There's I'm not saying anything shitty about The Flash because I love watching it. Yeah. It makes me feel good. It's a feel good family kind of comic book show. Whatever. Yeah. That's exactly. fine. It's just sometimes I feel a little insulted to the point where I'm starting to dislike characters like Iris and like just the fact that all of these episodes are like, basically, you know what's going to happen. Like, not necessarily plot-wise, but, you know, outline of the show-wise, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know that there's going to be a monster of the week or something that right. you have to stop. It's Something's yeah, going to get in the way TV of Flash man. being able to stop it. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to find a way to overcome it, but that's also going to kind of play into the overarching story of how to defeat the big bad. Right. But that's okay, because the Flash does it well. Yeah, they do. Arrow lost me. Like I haven't watched Darrow in a hot minute. I know me. It either. was really good. Season I was six. into it. I was into like, it. And
0: then I just trailed away.
1: It, yeah. Um I don't know, but to, to, to jump to the other side of the thing, like Flash has been really good and now Ralph has been sacrificed to DeVoe. DeVoe has taken his 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 classic Clifford DeVoe form where he but he can walk now. hmm Uh and He's
0: still drugging his wife.
1: No. He put it back in the most recent episode. He pulled it out too and he was like oh, I noticed you're actually happy. And then he put it he he stuffed it back in his coat. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Till she turned around crying and he like oh, did the like yeah, double that's look right. and he was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never so think about that. Better do that. Better switch <laughs> it up.
1: Maybe she's not really happy. Yeah. But uh no, I think it's I think it's no, really fashion's been good. It's, it's been, been good. It's been good. I'm not sure where it's gonna resolve though. Mm-hmm. I mean it,
0: well, it inevitably will.
1: Yes, you would hope very so. soon. Uh, but it's just like with four episodes left in the season, I feel like they still have a lot of ground to cover, and mm-hmm. I feel like every and time this we're new, like
0: plot line with Harry and what happened to him with his thinking cap and losing black his matter. Yeah, I mean they're setting up
1: Killer Frost is no more. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but she's still there technically. And fucking her- Jay Garrick
1: retired. What? Yeah, that was a bummer. I love that they had Earth 2 Jay Garrick show up, you know, and, and like that they had that story and it's mm-hmm. uh, the doppelganger of, of Barry's dad and how the Speed Force works in weird ways. Um, I'm interested to wonder who that mysterious girl that keeps showing up throughout the Flash this season has been. She was like at the wedding. Oh, yeah. And then, and then at she, the coffee house. At the coffee shop.
0: Yeah, she's somebody from the future, right?
1: She's definitely got to be maybe one of the kids of the Allens, and that's going to set up something for season five. See, that's something that could change the status quo, an entire season set in the distant future, Mm -hmm. like not in current times, like, oh, shit went down, flash in the future, and we need you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Bart Allen is dead. Who's Bart Allen? He's your great-grandson. Oh, shit, we got to save him you know like
0: like a back to the future thing could be yeah actually that'd be great and
1: and i already just heard cisco be like you know great scott and then oh god yeah you know how it's gonna roll it's gonna be great
0: i do know how it's gonna roll because it's the cw but we're gonna (laughs)
1: shift gears here sticking with dc i want to know we talked about it a little bit but let's get into it for real gotham Oh, God! Thoughts, theories. <laughs> Come on, bring them to me. I want to hear you open up about Gotham. Is finally time to talk about yes, Gotham? Yes, for real. On the podcast where you can, and it's not a tangent that's going to derail foodies.
0: That's true.
1: So please.
0: Check out foodies watching movies. Every other Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get into Gotham. Uh, it's my favorite. I am obsessed with it, and I'm so glad that I'm finally all caught up, because I had never seen it. I started watching it over Christmas break
1: when the flash went off when
0: the flash went off yeah I needed a a superhero fix I guess so I binge watched that pretty fast and I think it's incredible the writing is so good it's really smart it's um I don't know I love everything about it I have no complaints except some of the people on the show kind of bug. but that's just me nitpicking the
1: cast, casting yeah Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: god I love Jim Gordon he can do no wrong Okay. Even though he does wrong all the time.
1: So let's fast forward a little bit because I've briefly discussed multiple seasons of Gotham throughout on the show, mm-hmm. but let's talk about this most recent season.
0: Oh man, I said it. I said it when we were watching it the other day. I was like. This season is the best season of Gotham so far, and I say that every season. Yeah, because <laughs> they know? just
1: keep getting better and better. It keeps
0: getting better and better.
1: It's crazy too the amount of villains that they actually have packed into Gotham successfully without it feeling crowded.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I love how they've evolved it from season one to where we're at now is so interesting. Like Penguin you can and Riddler really have see, a love Like you're getting the history and the you know the history before. Batman I love it
1: but Bruce is definitely on his way to becoming Batman and it's like you think about it um Ed Nigma. Batman Ed Nigma is building towards being full-blown like the Riddler to the most extreme he's getting there like he's mm-hmm. not quite like lost it off his rocker yet right he's still mostly sane
0: mm-hmm. but
1: man is he on the cusp you know and there's some moments where he's looking in the mirror and he sees his other self and there's, like, the duality of who he is Is he Enigma, as he Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at a guy like the Penguin, who's had an amazing character arc from season one carrying Fish Mooney's umbrella to where he's at now, um, you know, s- s- robbing supermarkets with Butch, who's not Butch anymore. Right. Um, Grundy. You know Grundy?
0: I know Grundy. Yeah. Man, Butch, he's, like, one of my favorite characters. Ed, friend of Grundy?
1: <laughs> you know, like.
0: I feel like I, I say that about almost every character. Yeah, that's my favorite character.
1: <laughs> because they're all great for their own specific reasons. Like Even yeah. characters I think you're meant to hate, you end up liking for some yeah. reason. They just work in this world. They Except definitely do. I
0: just really can't stand Lee.
1: I knew you were going to say that.
0: Yeah.
1: She's your Iris of this universe. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. She's your exactly. Katie Cassidy of this
1: universe. Yes. What does that say about you as a person? <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: that you have like that one archetype in each world <laughs> consistently. Is, is that like that like for other shows like Doctor Who or something? No. Okay, we'll see. Then maybe it's just the superhero genre having a specific way they bill certain people. Who knows?
0: I don't um, know. Maybe the CW just has poor casting. <gasps> but I
1: think you're missing something when we're talking about this fourth season. I'm like really shocked you haven't even dove into it at all. What? Jerome.
0: Yeah, we haven't even talked about that yet. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, like we were saying earlier before we went off on some other tangent about Gotham, this is the best season of Gotham But why? Because the Joker is, oh, oh, are we talking about it? Yes. Okay, so good. I love the actor who plays Jerome. Uh, Cameron McGonaghan? McGonaghan or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, he's on that show Shameless, which I also watched, but I, I stopped watching a few seasons ago. I used to like it.
1: He's actually playing two characters this season in Gotham. And it's really interesting how they've done it. Yeah. Uh, Because. Really interesting writing. You definitely thought one thing. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, he's definitely going to be. Jerome is definitely the Joker. Like, there's no questions about it. They'd actually taken from the New 52 Joker where his face is peeled off and then sewn back on. So Mm -hmm. it's got this very specific, like. Malleable, weird, fucking grotesque Attention. look. and, uh, you know, so then like you think that that's the status quo for the for the show. and then it shifts gears and Jerome dies. what? Which
0: he anticipated. what? And even set up some posthumous booby traps. Weird. Mm-hmm. but
1: very joker. Very
0: joker. <laughs> very, very joker.
1: But all in, what? A wait to trick his brother jeremiah twin brother twin brother jeremiah who in turn
0: becomes the motherfucking
1: like the joker but he isn't calling himself the joker yet because yet. this is gotham
0: gotham and they're
1: slow building and slow grinding it God. so brilliantly
0: after every episode of gotham we all just say oh gotham i know
1: there's probably <laughs> this is probably a spoiler for next week's episode of gotham but there was a set pick released of jeremiah as joker in like he looks like nicholson batman kind Ooh, of like because he's got the top hat batman. and the 89 joker 89 joker yeah sweet so i don't know That's if we've great. already seen that scene or if that was a misdirect picture that was released or you know they, I, they do shit like that so you right, can never right. definitely it could just know. be like art no, it was a, it was a legit picture set photo. Mm. You know, it was just like he was standing. I, they had like a bunch of dudes behind him and he was like standing and had mm. the hat and the long purple coat. It looked it was killer. I was like, wow, there.
0: well, they were already making references to that in last week's episode with the TV. And, you know, the guy. Yeah. Oh, Gotham is so good. The, I recommend everybody watch it.
1: Insanity. It's gas. on Hulu, right, or Netflix? Yeah, it's on. Okay, it, okay, okay, okay. It's on both. Mm-hmm. Because the previous seasons are on Netflix.
0: Current season, but the on current Hulu.
1: season, but only so many episodes right. are on Hulu.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I don't know how you watch the other ones until they go to Netflix. But the nice thing is, is that DC and whatnot have a quick turnaround. Also, how have we not even went into that? I feel like I need to pull my fucking phone out. We have like a whole bunch of DC stuff to talk about because. Do you remember? Did I told you about this? Right, their train of our existence. The DC app. The DC app. DC universe is coming out, right? Yeah, you told
0: me about that. They
1: announced four shows for it to start.
0: Mm-hmm. And the DC app is just going to be like a standalone streaming service.
1: It's like Netflix, but it's just but D- just for DC shows. It'll have so it'll have like all your previous seasons of Flash, all your previous seasons of Arrow. So are Gotham. they going to
0: be pulling that from like licensing rights for Netflix and Hulu and stuff? I don't know
1: how that's gonna work, actually.
0: Because I feel like they're gonna lose a fuck ton of money. I, I, I just
1: I don't know what the contracts are for yeah. that, or how they can do it, or what they're gonna be allowed to release, or how they release it, or I don't whatnot. know anything
0: about that. I'm gonna have to look into it. I'm gonna
1: look up, uh, but the, the DC app, uh, what is it? DC Comics. Oh my God the train of our existence is very loud tonight it's kind of late and there's (laughs) not a lot of sound happening so it's just like i'm here on the train train. dc comics streaming streaming service so v how do you like being the fill-in co-host for two weeks in a row so far of journey into (laughs) comics are you still getting used to picking the ball up and just talking and riffing
0: I guess so, yeah. yeah. It seems like whenever we podcast, though, it's always pretty late. Well... We need to have some better planning. <laughs> but we had a lot of stuff going on. But Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's been fun talking about uh, different things that I don't typically talk about on podcasts. Usually it's exclusively food and movies. Or occasionally brews with babes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll we may be that seeing that one come back soon. Possibly, yeah. We've <sighs> got some interesting stuff coming up on the network. Okay, so
1: from Comic Book. They are. Okay, so here I'll read the exact press release. Okay? Okay. DC Universe is a first of its kind, immersive digital experience designed just for DC fans, the website reads. One of the many incredible things your membership will include is unlimited access to the following exclusive original series. Titans will be executive produced by Greg Burlandi. He did Flash, Arrow, and stuff. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Johns and Warner Brothers TV is expected to debut sometime this year. Um, the series cast includes Brenton Thwaites as Dick Grayson slash Robin, Anna Diop as Starfire, Tegan Croft as Raven, Ryan Potter as Beast Boy, and Alan Rickston and Minka Kelly as Hawk and Dove. Young Justice Outsiders will be a third season of the beloved Young Justice animated series. So, Young Justice, I think, got canceled from CW or not CW? It was Cartoon Network or something. Okay. It will now be on the streaming service. They'll do they'll do season three exclusively on their streaming service. Hmm. Um, they're also probably going to be releasing a Harley Quinn animated series. Um, also a Metropul a Metropolis live action drama series. So like a Clark Kent Superman type Gotham thing. type. That's not Krypton, which uh-huh. is apparently kicking lots of ass. And then also, uh, they announced that they're doing a Swamp Thing live action series from James Wan. That's cool. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be... I mean, look at the logo for it. It's... Right, uh, let me see. It's... it's
0: Ooh, Swamp it's Thing. Yeah, okay.
1: It immediately That logo you.
0: looks exactly like a logo from an ABC show called The River. That came out in like the mid 2000s really? for like one season, hmm. and it was kind of like a haunted, like a <laughs> anaconda movie, you know?
1: Really? Yeah. The river.
0: It was weird. Oh, I liked the, it, I <laughs> but yeah, the Swamp Thing logo looks identical to that. Just saying.
1: Damn. Well, I'm I'm excited for the possibility of that app. I mean, uh, yeah.
0: How much is that going to be though?
1: I'm guessing, if I were to guess, it's going to be between five and ten bucks. Mm-hmm. That's a typical streaming service price. Is it? Yeah, I mean I don't
0: know. I'm paying like 14 bucks for Netflix now. Well,
1: Netflix Netflix is probably going to get Well, okay, here's the thing. I feel like in a couple of years we won't be using Netflix or Netflix will have a cheaper package option because they're trying to do so much original content.
0: I feel like they're going to start getting rid of movies just in do their own original content exactly that's what they used the whole thing was to with, get money for their own studio and essentially look
1: at it disney gonna have their own streaming service that's star wars all of marvel right it will netflix now include will harry potter in it will include avatar well. because you know fox has been bought out by disney then you've got uh, the dc streaming service so that eliminates your dc movies off of netflix mm-hmm. the, i mean I don't know, man. Netflix might be on on just a different path all of a sudden with all these right. other people. Like, well, why can't we just have our own streaming service and they're do just it our like way?
0: Getting people hooked on like the good original stuff, and now all they're doing is original stuff and like getting rid of movies that you know was their back catalog.
1: Well, and they're gambling on all this original content, right. and some of it's really great, but some of it gets lost in shuffle. Like, I've never watched Altered Carbon or whatever. I don't. There's have any a ton of that, Netflix
0: but... shows that I haven't even like heard of yet. Because there's so many, I just I couldn't keep up. You absolutely,
1: know? absolutely, and they like now do their own documentaries and,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: TV dramas and movie series and stand just up like specials, doing. and it's just like. But Hulu and doesn't. Amazon. Well, and then Amazon's picking up the the pace a little bit and bringing some original content, but right now neither of them are on the same pace as Netflix. Right. Netflix is kind of in its own realm. They've created some real amazing knock it out of the ballpark content with your oh, you yeah, know like stranger things stranger things house of cards you orange first is the few new,
0: season of orange is the new
1: black orange is the new black you know stuff like that uh they have done good uh but i don't know with all these other things pulling out and getting away from it where things are gonna go right from here but uh i think we should move on to the finale of today's episode we're gonna give people one last time we are, hold on, let me see. Fill some space with some stuff. Do you want to tell people where they can find the network?
0: That's your job. You're the uh, one that does all of that, sp- that uh, spiel at the end, right? Okay, fine. I'll do
1: it at the end. <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay. no, we No, uh, we should definitely start talking about Infinity War. Because we've been talking about it a lot. It's been, you know, all we've been talking about for quite a while.
1: It's the fastest movie to ever cross a billion dollars. It's only yeah, its second highest box weekend box
0: office ever, right?
1: It's well it's on the way. It's 15th all-time well, highest like opening. grossing opening opening weekend, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Opening 3-day biggest Thursday preview night, Monday. I mean, second weekend biggest. Mm-hmm. It's it's slaying across the board. Hasn't opened in China yet. It's oh, really? like it's at like six hundred million dollars right now, or seven hundred million dollars, maybe mm-hmm. more. Let me see. Oh no, it crossed a billion, duh. But in U.S. it's at like four hundred and fifty, and international it's like seven hundred thousand or seven seven hundred mm-hmm. million.
0: Do you think that the next movie, or not the next movie, but the next Infinity War movie, is going to, need to top it?
1: It's going to have to because everybody's going to want to know the conclusion, and right. everyone's going to want to know now, mm-hmm. like. I want to know it yesterday what happens in this movie, and we're not there yet. So Infinity War, as of right now, uh, worldwide total, $1,164,106,540 in two weekends.
0: That's insane. Um,
1: That's only as of 2018 behind one movie which has been out since February and is still in theaters Black Panther, which is at 1338430475 wow. So it's only $200 million away from catching Black Panther, and it's only in its second week.
0: So they, these Marvel movies are definitely helping the struggling movie theater
1: business stay afloat. True, and also one thing to interestingly note, This movie is the sixth Marvel movie to cross a billion dollars. Mm. All three Avengers movies, Captain America, Civil War, this movie, and Black Panther are the six that have crossed a B. Crazy. It's, I mean.
0: Well, all I got to say is that this next one that they do better be fucking amazing.
1: It's going to have to be, like I said, uh, because you're wrapping up all these bows, You have to, Mm -hmm. and there's so many things at play, and there's so much at stake, and there's. I mean, with
0: how Infinity War ended, like you actually had some pretty interesting thoughts on where it could go from there, like Uh, what they would, what they could do. That would be really cool.
1: There's so many different places they can go, right? Like,
0: what do you want to see happen, though? What do you want the next Avengers movie to be?
1: Okay, so first things first, I think that Ant Man needs to utilize the quantum realm to find his way into the soul stone.
0: Ooh. Okay. That's out of left
1: field. Because the quantum realm can take you anywhere. We've learned that in Ant-Man in the first movie when you.
0: I think I need to rewatch Ant-Man. I think I've only seen it once. What? Yeah. I've only seen Ant-Man once (sighs) in theaters, I think. We'll
1: put it on. (laughs) Okay. So um, in Ant-Man, when you shrink below the size of an atom Mm -hmm. you're in the quantum realm and you become infinitely smaller in a much larger universe yeah like everything that makes sense okay right 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 but that also much like dr strange opens up the idea of multi-dimensional travel through quantum theory
0: really okay correct Mm -hmm.
1: meaning i'm with you meaning Mm -hmm. that if he ant-man and hank pym who is a scientist who's very intelligent, mind you Mm -hmm. can find a way to utilize the quantum realm, which the whole ant man and the wasp movie is about what they figure out how to do what travel in the quantum realm. What? So Ah. what do I see happening? They're going to utilize their ability to travel in the quantum realm. They will find a way to pinpoint one person. I'm not sure who that will be. Somebody will be maybe Falcon because Falcon had an interaction with ant man. They know each other, right? So think about the, Oh, First Ant Man movie, Ant Man fights Falcon. Mm-hmm. He goes to Wait, steal wh- some How
0: sh- is he meeting Falcon? Didn't
1: Falcon got blinked out of existence into the Soul Stone, so they can utilize Into the Soul Stone. Exactly. Anybody who was blinked out of existence, my theory is, are gonna wind up in the Soul Stone. Meaning Quill is gonna reunite with Gamora. Meaning Drax, Mantis, most of the guardians are there, but they're gonna be like, Where the fuck is Rocket? So they're gonna think Rocket's dead. But Rocket. Are they living a separate reality? Correct. They're trapped in the soul stone. So the soul stone is finite. It's 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 a moment on top of a moment never ending.
0: Oh, I don't... Whoa.
1: You're trapped permanently in infinity. It's 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 a dark, worse than death existence, right? Okay. So they're going to utilize the quantum realm to pull people out. That's my theory. And I think, though, in pulling some people out, they're going to also have to figure out they're going to have to leave some people behind. And that's going to be where we have a... We don't trade lives moment vision. Mm-hmm. We do trade lives because someone's going to have to get left in the soul stone for everyone else to walk free.
0: Let me guess, Steve Rogers.
1: Tony. I really <laughs> Why think Why would it be Tony? Because Tony has the weight of all of this on him. He's had Thanos in his head for 6 years. The the monster in his closet has been Thanos. But Tony's
0: way more useful alive than he is dead.
1: But Tony's sacrifice means so much more. Steve is sacrificing himself and what Bucky's going to cry and fucking (laughs) one other person. Like it's not that Tony has (laughs) affected so many fucking people. He's affected Steve Rogers and Bruce Banner and Peter Parker and everybody who's an Avenger has been affected by Tony Stark. So his sacrifice is the ultimate in this for me.
0: But what, what if the soul that, could get out like what if Gamora was able to get out would the fact that she is alive negate him from having that stone would it break the stone or what
1: that's where the trap lies because from what I understand at least from my comic book knowledge that would shatter the stone correct however she herself cannot get out something some other force would have to help her
0: out right but weren't you saying Mm. that the ant man would be getting people out of there
1: well that's possible but somebody has to get left behind I think why because you have to trick the stone because thanos will still have the stone you can't alert thanos that the stone has been broken but if everybody no because then he'll use the time stone to just go no it's not Mm -hmm. undone
0: well then maybe none of this is actually what's going to happen (laughs) and everybody's still actually dead and gone and the next several movies are going to be really weird Yeah, but,
1: I mean, you don't have a Black Panther, you don't have a Spider-Man, you don't have any Guardians, and those are the three next movies that have been announced.
0: Right, but at that point, during, you know, when these movies are planning on being released, won't some other, like, character rights have been acquired by different studios? You mean to tell me that they're Mm -hmm. going
1: to bamboozle everybody and not give us more Tom Holland as Spider-Man in favor of bringing in the Fantastic Four or X-Men?
0: No, I'm saying House (laughs) of M.
1: Oh, but that, okay, Okay, so yes, that is what you're saying. You're saying that if there's no more Spider-Man, that we would bring on the X-Men, which is awesome because then if you would do this, we were talking about this off-air earlier, the idea of doing House of M is Scarlet Witch, who just killed Vision for that to be undone, for her to watch him die in front of her, just like Thanos did in the comics, except for he ripped out Vision's heart because the Mind Stone isn't part of Vision's comic history. Hmm. That's a shifted for the universe right right so she's so broken by watching vision die she gets blinked out of existence at least she thinks Mm -hmm. when she comes back but vision is still very much dead Mm -hmm. it's going to break her it's going to unlock rage and power in her that we've not yet seen you already saw her almost hold thanos off with five of the six stones Mm -hmm. by herself okay she could easily just go, okay, reality is what I want to make it. Whoosh. She could be the reality stone, technically speaking. Her magic right. works that way. So therefore, what happens? Why haven't they explored that yet? Because they maybe they're taking their time and waiting. Mm-hmm. But they do this. Whoosh. The reality is that there are no mutants. There are no Avengers. Scarlet Witch is alive with children on a regular planet with Vision who is very much a human. Life seems normal. But there's a couple people who realize that this is not normal. Something is fucking off with the world.
0: It'd be a weird way to go.
1: It would be, but it'd Marvel. be super cool because it unlocks the X-Men. Or alternately, another way you could do it is using uh Secret Wars, the more recent one where they took battle worlds from all the multiverses, and a multiverse could be boom, the X-Men from one multiverse or whatever. Because yeah. the, the issue yeah. that everybody's <laughs> having, the issue everybody has right now is like, well, where are the X-Men, if they've already existed in this universe, why haven't they been helping? Right. Um, so there has to be a reason. And maybe right now Wanda has made it to where we don't know there are X-Men. Maybe she's keeping us from seeing the X-Men. Maybe House of M is happening right now. Oh. And we don't even know it.
0: Who knows? Who I knows? Mean, that's we'll a possibility. Find but we'll I'll, find out soon.
1: Okay, so I want to go down a very specific path with you. I discussed that I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And I want to go through a couple characters from Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And talk about their universe, their Marvel Cinematic Universe story arc.
0: Their evolution.
1: And some of the things that are interesting to talk about what happens to them in Infinity War and how it's almost a death or a changing of the guard for their character, even if they aren't dead.
0: Okay, so who do you want to talk about first?
1: I think we needed to just get it out of the way and talk about Quill. (laughs) I knew
0: you were going to say that.
1: uh, Well, Quill and a little bit of Rocket, because they're kind of in tandem, one and the same. They kind of complement each other with with the same kind of thing. Quill is very much not a loved kid in Guardians. He feels very alone. His mother dies. He gets stolen by Yondu. Mm -hmm. He lives a life with Ravagers, Yondu making him go and steal some shit because he's a little dude who can fit into tiny little spaces. You know, he grows up and gets a little bit wiser and starts to go on his own journey. He goes and finds the orb. um, And on, um, I don't remember what that planet was in the first Guardians. Morag. It was Morag in Guardians 1. And uh, he gets the orb and then, you know, he meets Gamora and he's still a jerk. He's still the quill that is very hard-nosed because he's been raised by Yondu. Right. He's kind of an asshole. He's a player. He is a player. A player, a player. And he's he's flirting with Gamora and you start to build this relationship with them where right. he's trying to woo and impress her. She's not fucking impressed because she's a badass. She's actually lived some shit. She right. is the daughter of Thanos. The fiercest woman in the galaxy. And Quill doesn't know how fucking brutal Thanos is, and that's important to know later. So then we move into the second Guardians movie with Quill. And now he has, okay, so he had to experience the loss of his mother. Then he had Mm -hmm. to learn that his father is this extraplanetary being that he has godlike powers from as well. Right. Okay, then he learns that his father was doing the same thing that he did to Quill to creatures across all of the universes in existence mm-hmm. to try to find another perfect being like himself. So there could be more than one, um, sentient, uh, uh, he being wouldn't be alone in the universe. Correct. Um, right. ego reveals that he killed Quill's mom. Mm-hmm. He put the tumor in her head and that breaks Quill. So now my father killed my mother and now he has to kill his father. Okay. Who does he turn to when all this shit happens? Gamora.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That person that, is on his side and sees the thing for the way it really is. Right. Mm -hmm. And the hurt that he goes through and she understands the family shit and the piece of shit dad. Mm -hmm. Right. She really understands having a piece of shit dad. So.
0: Which they had a funny exchange with Thor about an infinity war. True. And (gasps) that was a good scene. But, uh,
1: Quill ultimately has this sense of calm at the end of guardians. And he's like, I'm not a God anymore. I'm just a dude. And I've got my team, and they're my family. They're what's most important to me. And our family's even evolved. Mantis has now joined the fold. Nebula is on our side for the most part. Right. It's all expanding. Even Craglin, um, that's the Ch- uh, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother. He was one of the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. He kind of becomes part of the family. People wonder where he was at in this movie. They yeah. S- they said that that will be explained coming forward. That he will have been away for a reason. They're not just not going to explain that. They're, right. It, okay. It, it holds some importance. Yeah, I forgot
0: about that character. So Quill,
1: at the end of Guardians, two, we see the scene with Teenage Groot and Quill is becoming kind of fatherly now to mm. this team, too. He's, you know, nurturing them and helping them through. So when you get to Infinity War, they are a tight bunch. They've been doing this for a while. Right. They're all on the same page. Right. They're a team. And Rocket we're going to shift back to him for a second. His evolution is kind of reverse of that. He's an asshole who doesn't like anybody. He doesn't want to be a part of the team. This, and that's the first movie. Right. Groot sacrifices himself making Rocket realize things have to be bigger for the team. So Rocket starts to get that feeling. But then in the second movie... He still feels so slighted by the events of the first movie that he just doesn't want to be on the same page as these guys. Right. and he's he just like go
0: solo for a bit.
1: I would rather be a loner. I don't want to be on a team. I don't want to have friends. I'm I, I I do this by myself because I'm smart and I, mm-hmm. I, I I no no thing like me. He's set just me. trying to prove himself. And then of course, Yondu really teaches him the truth of you're being hard because you're 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 not hard. And it's a facade right. and I know better than everybody bonded because I'm the one that's putting up the biggest facade to act tough when I'm not. And now Rocket has an opportunity in in, in, in Infinity War where he's, again, bonded with the group. We're mm-hmm. big picture. And Rocket gets an opportunity to kind of play leader because Thor shows up on their ship and calls him the, the captain. Right. Which and is hilarious. Who's going to argue with Thor? It's right. not like Quill's <laughs> going to be like, no, he is not. You know, which Quill does some stuff like he that. He not go because it be wasn't important. just like, whatever. You know, you will not be stealing our pod. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's interesting. So in that moment, you have some more character building and Rocket is like, OK, I'll play captain. I'm going to play the role of captain. I'll step up and try to be more captainly. I'm going to be more teamly like I haven't been in the previous movie. So he's evolving, overarching as this character who's found his sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. By the time Rocket gets his real sense of purpose and everything comes together, he's actually the captain of nothing. Right. And it's like the darkest timeline for him.
0: Yeah, sucks to be Rocket. I'll break you. (laughs) I'll break you
1: just a little bit. It broke me to hear this. So James Gunn revealed what I am Groot meant at the final scene when Groot is getting... (sighs) Do you want to know what they he said? They put it on so thick. Do you know what Groot said, though? Okay, now what? One word. Dad. Oh, to rocket.
0: That's super sad. And it's Fuck like. Fuck you, James Gunn. <laughs> oh, right? It's like, oh, it kills you now. It's like. Oh. awful. And then I also Ew. learned.
1: I also learned Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. The day they shot the death scene for Parker mm-hmm. is the day he found out. Oh, really? They literally took him into the room that and they he said he has
0: not been spared by Thanos.
1: So they lit- will talk about that in a second. So literally, they took him into the into the scene and they said, "Okay, Tom, here's the scene. I need you to react. What would Peter do when he was dying right now?" And oh, that's what they did, rude. and let him. And they let him. That was him, all freestyle. Mm-hmm. That was improv. That well, I no don't wonder it go. took so
0: long for him to die.
1: But he doesn't die He's because like, he says, "I don't want to go." He did not say, "I don't want to die." Parker has Spidey sense; he would know death. Parker oh my said, gosh, "I were, like, don't You're like really want to go. dissecting this. It's journey in the comics, man. It's what we fucking do here. But this is all
0: like just. Your theory. Like. You
1: have to give people your theories. That's what they pay us for. That's <laughs> what they want is they want to know what our thoughts are. That's what I was trying to tell
0: you. Well, I think that yeah. Marvel was being very emotionally manipulative with certain scenes. No,
1: I wanna know what you want what your theories are though moving forward too.
0: I don't know. I really don't know what my theories are. I it, mean, we had a the discussion about House of M. I mean Moving forward, I don't really know where they're going to go with it.
1: It could really go anywhere. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to Ant Man and the Wasp, and of course Captain Marvel. I'm really excited about that.
1: You're itching for Captain Marvel because you're a '90s girl, and that's like your yeah. movie. It's going to be like, and Friends. I like Brie Larson. Yeah, she's I wanna,
0: great. I want to, I want to really like this movie. I hope it's not going to. I hope I don't hate it. They showed <laughs> a
1: picture, by the way, of Samuel L. Jackson on set, mm-hmm. Nick Fury younger, with his, both, both of eyes. His eyes. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they did. He looks younger in whatever they did to him for this movie. He looks younger than he did Pulp Fiction. Hmm. And that was shot in the 90s. They I don't know how they CGI'd it then. did. No, these are set pictures with just him and makeup. Oh, okay. And gotcha. it looks. I don't know how they made him look so youthful. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, I'm like,
0: you're an old ass man. I'll have to see these pictures.
1: I'll pull it up right now. I'm
0: excited about Captain Marvel. That'll be good. Yeah. That was like the. The end credit tease for Infinity War, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's interesting because there was talk that she was going to be in this movie. One thing to note, yeah, though. Yeah, we did talk about that. We had talked about this before leading into Infinity War, and we never really discussed it The like after we saw it because it was like, oh, my God, we just saw the movie. So, like, mm-hmm. there are things we never really digested that things we said would probably happen that didn't come to light. One thing to note, both these movies were shot back to back. Literally, they shot Infinity War and in part two in the same, like, year Oh. Like six months for Infinity War, six months for this. Did you know Infinity War went way over budget and cost $450,000 a day?
0: Holy shit. A day. That's crazy. And well, they, good thing they made so much money. And
1: they made so much money back like it ain't no thing. Yeah. So I'm looking for Captain. They're probably
0: like over budget. <laughs> Who cares? Also,
1: Captain Marvel was the most searched thing on Google the day after Infinity War dropped. Oh, I bet. Because people did Everyone's know. like,
0: I got to figure out what the fuck Who, this is about. Who's that? <laughs> who's yeah. that? Set. Yeah, I'm excited about Captain Marvel. We've been talking about that for a while.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Did you find what you're looking for?
1: I'm trying to find this picture of...
0: Oh, Samuel L. Jackson?
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, It was Captain... Marvel. Don't be yawning, homie. I'm sorry. <clears throat> ah, here we go. Young Nick Fury. This is about to blow your mind. You're okay, going to be like, see. what the fuck? So, April 28th. So, this was two days after Infinity War dropped. This picture dropped. Um, Obviously, this is someone who has um, done a damn good job of being close enough on set where they can get these pictures, but also done a good enough job where their phone was not taken Hmm. and they were not told to knock this shit off. Look at this picture. All right, hold on. Let me look here.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Very 90s. Wow, this is bringing back memories. He (laughs) looks young, though. Memories. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, like, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's... uh, Here you go. Bam.
0: Oh, Captain Marvel. In
1: the classic crease mm-hmm. colors, which is... I
0: like that, those colors.
1: Yeah, it'll be yeah, better I'm when her full-on awesome. suit's there. But, you know, I think they've done a good job of teasing everything. And that's one thing Marvel has done a great job at, is going into Infinity War,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they knew you'd seen most of their movies enough to go to that movie and know what the fuck is going on. Sure. Or gamble that even if you didn't know enough, by the time the movie was over, you would. Mm -hmm. And I think it did a great job in that regard. Like, I, you know, Dad went with me on my second viewing. He hadn't seen Black Panther. And I was like, oh, that's going to really affect. He hadn't seen Captain America Civil War or Doctor Strange either. He was like way off. And I'm like. Really behind. I was like, how the fuck? I thought I showed you Civil War. I was so stoked on Spider-Man. How the hell have you not seen that, bro? And he's like, I don't know. I just haven't got around to it. I was like, okay, anyways. Let's go back to it. You wanted to talk about another character and their their evolution throughout the stories. You had said Gamora.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. she's had an interesting character evolution. Well, give it to
1: us. Give us some
0: rundown. Well... I don't know. I was watching when we watched Infinity Wars. It made me think about her in like uh, a slightly different light. You know the scenes where she's taken away from her mother and her half of her planet is slaughtered and she's kidnapped by Thanos and then I don't know. I uh, she's becoming one of my favorite characters. Or well, R. I. P. (laughs)
1: But uh, actually, interesting. I'm glad you said that R. I. P. Because it's not true. Not R. I. P. The Russo brothers confirmed they were like, some high school in Iowa doing doing some kind of... That she's
0: trapped in the Soul Stone.
1: Some kids said they are like,
0: is Gamora trapped in the Soul Stone? Mm-hmm. And
1: he's like, yeah, that, that is actually, yes, that is the case. Like, And when Thanos goes back to talk to her in mm-hmm. the Soul Stone, that is confirmed where, where they are at. Because Thanos was going where his heart and soul it was. Interesting to know, in the comics, it's death. Thanos is in love with death. Mm. You can't really give that to him in the movies because then he's just a killing machine that has no anything. Right. Making him love Gamora and making that the weight of which he had to decide. Mm -hmm. There was no soul stone before this because no one was willing to sacrifice the one they loved the most. Right. For it. Right. That's why no one had paid the price. Mm -hmm. So Thanos does pay the price and creates the soul stone, which now has its own unique Set of rules. Mm-hmm. Why does Gamora look like a little girl in the Soul Stone? Do you know? Tell me. Because it's Thanos's vision of her. Well, yeah, clearly. in the Soul Stone, <laughs> and he wants to see her when she loved him and looked up to him, mm-hmm. and that was him. Well,
0: I don't think she ever loved him or looked up to him. Well, in
1: a little, in some ways, I think she did love him because if she, she looked didn't,
0: to him to just take care of her, I, I think, guess. But I think
1: in the when they're at the Collector. And reality, you know, comes to light that she didn't actually kill him and she's crying. And he's Mm -hmm. like, is that sadness I sense in you, daughter? Mm -hmm. I knew you still cared. It's because she did love him. He did raise her. He did try to do things right for her. Even though he was a piece of shit to her, Mm -hmm. he still was there. And it's that whole... I mean, it's kind of the same with Bucky and Cap where it's the...
0: The connection. They're
1: still family or they're still tied together Mm -hmm. as friends but one's good and one's evil. Right. I, I I just, I really love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. And, the, yeah, when we saw that in the theater, I was just like, Ugh, rude. I knew but it was But that was coming. just like the beginning of... I mean, it wasn't the beginning of how brutal that movie was, but for me, that was the scene in the movie where I was like, oh, this movie's not fucking around. <laughs> it's really... I mean,
1: I knew that in the first five minutes when they well, yeah. snapped Loki's neck. I was like, whoa! Yeah. By the way... I
0: kind of saw that one coming, though, because there was talk about, you know, him, not, Tom Hiddleston, not wanting to do any more Marvel movies or whatever. Really? Like a long time ago.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's... I mean... Listen, I know that Tom Hiddleston was like, he did say, interesting that you bring that up as well. Tom Hiddleston, I just read, said that that was one thing he was really grateful for Marvel for. Mm -hmm. When they made that decision, they set him down and was like, look, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Mm -hmm. And gave him the full scope and scale of how important that one death death Two train of our existence in one episode. That's a record, by the way. <laughs> um, but that one death has such weight for the Thor character and his evolution in all of this. Right. And his evolution's massive. Yeah. Cocky kid who thinks he's going to get the throne knows nothing. Gets God,
0: th- I haven't seen the first like Thor movie or Dark World. Or Dark World. Ugh, or Dark World. <laughs> I don't need to see that. But I haven't seen those movies in a really long time. I totally forgot about where his character was from. I just loved him so much more in Ragnarok. Like, it made me forget about the awful that was before.
1: But you got to think, too, in some of that awful, uh, Age of Ultron, he was. Re- that was really where the well, Thor... Well, Age of
0: Ultron was fine. Maybe it's just after Natalie Portman stopped being in Thor movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, she's I don't not know.
1: She's not very good. I just- uh there, hey, th- there is a universe where Jane Foster is, in fact, Thor. So maybe Natalie yeah, Portman weird. someday will be Thor. Eh,
0: I think she's probably over it at this point. Yeah, she's not
1: really into this kind of stuff. Also, Hugo Weaving not into this stuff, and he could have had a massive payday.
0: Oh, like, man. Yeah, Red Skull. That was crazy. Totally, I was not expecting it. Totally that. unexpected. There was yeah. only
1: one other unexpected person showing up in that movie that would have blown my mind. and That, that would, would have? have. Mm-hmm. Okay, who? Well... Not a new character, a return, a surprise return, and that would have been if Ultron would have returned. Like if Thanos would have been like, "Here, oh, I'm yeah. just going to give you guys some Ultron to deal with right in the middle of all this shit." And they were just like, "We nah, can't even deal with there's this." Too right much storyline. Correct, for that. correct, correct. There's and, too and, much going on, and that's fine. Yeah. Um. But Thor's character, you know, first movie, cocky prince, wants the crown, ends up going to Earth, losing his powers, banished by his father to, you know. Again, very Lion King-esque, have to prove himself to come up to earn the throne. Mm -hmm. He still doesn't get the throne. Second movie, there's the whole Dark Elves shit and whatnot that's going on. Oh, actually, before the Dark Elves movie is the first Avengers, where you have, again, some little playful banter and the early evolution of the comedy side of Thor, Mm -hmm. which is the sarcastic side of Tony Stark that he's constantly around when they're doing all of this stuff. So again, Age of Ultron, Thor's a little bit funnier, picking it up a little bit more. After Age of Ultron, he goes off to find Infinity Stones. He has the vision in the water, mm-hmm. you remember, and they he do. sees the fucking stones, and he's like, oh, "I gotta go fucking do that." But he, of course, as we find out, Ragnarok didn't find any. He sucks at looking for stones. <laughs> um, but then by that point, he's been broken down. He's seen his brother die and his brother live, and his brother die and his brother live, and then and and all these things happen to him, and and. His father's gone and his father's not gone. And And then
0: then his his father's dead. And then his sister's. sisters And, you know, that was a great movie. So he literally
1: is just getting steamrolled with all this family shit that he isn't even fucking close to prepared for. It's so left field for him. Right. That he feels this sense of solidarity. In the fact that he's okay with how much he's lost. Because what more does he have to lose?
0: Right. He's okay with sacrificing himself. So you know.
1: he tells Thanos, you know, when Thanos kills Heimdall, you're going to die for that. Mm-hmm. And man, he came close.
0: Yeah, I liked his little speech where he's talking about how he's like 1,500 years old. And this is just another bad guy in a long line of bad guys that he's dealt with. And he's uh, very confident that fate wants him alive to deal with it. Rabbit, I'm fifteen hundred years old. I've killed <laughs> Sweet twice
1: as many men.
0: I like no. the rocket didn't ra- uh, didn't correct him. Yeah, well, because he. Well, what rock. are you gonna do, the pirate <laughs> angel? You're gonna yeah, tell him that he's angel. fucking
1: wrong? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, Thor's had a good evolution, and he's. Um, yeah, sad storyline, but I'm glad they still kept the the breeziness of his character.
1: And he's not the last Asgardian. Very important to note. Second watch through, you recently watched the that's second right. time. That's right, I realized,
0: I was like, where the fuck is that Valkyrie? <laughs> or where's
1: Korg and Mike, you know?
0: Well, uh, more importantly, where's the Valkyrie? <laughs> where's the Valkyrie, yeah, back to Tessa Thompson. Because then I was like, oh yeah, that's right, they didn't kill all of Asgard, they because just took half of them. Because
1: in that speech he says that, you know, he lost half of his people. Half of his people, so the
0: other half is still out there somewhere. And I'm
1: guessing that and what And then happened, half of them
0: is probably gone now. My guess
1: would be that Thanos gave them enough time to flee... And Thor said, Valkyrie, you take Korg and take these people and go. And right, because we
0: didn't get to see Thanos board. We didn't get to see any of the any of that, so we don't know what has exactly. happened. They did can, that on
1: purpose. Because they'll probably fill it in in four. Right. It'll probably be the middle ground that we don't right. see. So that's super interesting to note. Also, we don't see the Xandar attack where he gets the Power Stone. Right. Because that's how we're going to get the Nova story. We'll see Thanos attack. Xandar and take the Power Stone, and that's how we will get. uh, Oh, what's his name? Roman Day. It was he was played by John C. Riley in the first Guardians. Yeah. Roman Day will go to Earth and give his Nova powers to uh, Richard Rider, who will become Nova. Mm-hmm. which is another amazing character in Marvel's history. So okay. that will be their opportunity to, again, status quo. You not you don't need to show that here. Mm-hmm. You don't need to show Thanos fucking up Xandar here. Right. Because you use that it could be for saved. that movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's a flashback to, oh, my God, that's how it happened. Okay. Oh, that's the question. Well, now that there's and,
0: a time stone involved, everything's all timey. Why me?
1: But the time, okay, that's one thing we should also talk about, too. Think about Doctor Strange and how the time stone is used. Mm -hmm. It's literally like a VCR. It has a... a, Right. You can rewind it. You can only rewind so far. You can only fast forward so far. Okay. You can't take the tape off the rails. You can't rewind Mm -hmm. the tape before you got to the tape. So some things that are done are done. That's why the time stone being the second to last stone Thanos gets is so important because he only utilizes that to guarantee himself the mind stone. Right. He doesn't utilize it to like, oh, I need to not kill the f- the black the children of Thanos. You know the the mm-hmm. black order. Like he doesn't undo any of that shit. Right. It's just that immediate five minute window where th- Vision was killed. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing is to be said with uh, Doctor Strange when he uses the time stone in Doctor Strange's movie. Mm-hmm. He's looping time in that five minute window. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Dormammu, mm-hmm. I've come to bargain. You know, over and over and over and over. Right. So while the timestone exists it can't be used to just undo everything mm-hmm. that's too that's too playing loose with fire you have to have some rules in all of this sure so um
0: i just wish i knew what they were
1: well and and i think we'll continue to learn them as we move forward of course the next big thing we have on our docket v is ant-man and the wasp mm-hmm. that's going to actually be coming out like around the weekend of jic 200 Oh, cool. So that's going to be a kind of cool thing. We're like 10 episodes away from that. How crazy is that?
0: Yeah, time is flying, man.
1: I was only 104 episodes off. (laughs) Episode 294 was supposed to be Brando's departure. It's 190 and he's not here. It's very, Mm. throws me off. But uh, anyways, Infinity War, after my like third, fourth, fifth now watching, it definitely stands up to the movie that I initially gave my review on mm-hmm. I would actually even say that it's a little bit better than my review because upon watching it more I've noticed all the little nuances I missed the first time and all the right. little shit that you wouldn't have even picked up
0: it makes a difference you it, know, really, it really th- does what theater you're in and whatever because some theaters, the audience may be louder than others, and you miss certain lines in the movies, like we did the first time we saw it, or the first time we saw it in theaters, and then you went and saw it again, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's what they said." Well, I, so everybody was clapping, and
1: yeah, Stanley's
0: cameo. And then sometimes there's dead theaters, like when, like when we went to see Isle of Dogs, and we were literally the, the only, only people there. in the theater. That was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Um, recount
1: that on uh, the last week's episode of Foodies Watching Movies. It just came out. We watched the whole thing. We. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. We watched the whole thing. V, you know, before we get out of here, it had been loosely discussed. And I don't know if you want to talk about this any. You're thinking about bringing another podcast to the network? Is there <gasps> any?
0: Spoilers. Is
1: there any truth to that? Can we conjecture this and have any? I
0: am. I am really excited about it. I'm not sure if I want to announce it yet. But... Well,
1: you're still working on title, but yeah, I'm still working on the title. You don't but... have to say anything more than you don't want to say, but you can <laughs> say what you feel.
0: Well, I am planning on having a new podcast on our network, and. I'm really excited about it. It's super fucking dorky. It's going to be a a niche thing, but for the people that are going to be into this subject matter, I think it'll be entertaining and enlightening and fun. Hashtag
1: fire pod with me.
0: Oh God. Yes. I will be debuting a twin peaks themed podcast and I'm very excited about it. And I have lots of friends and, uh, people that are interested in talking about it as well so it's gonna be great i'm excited about it twin pods you leave the name to me okay fair enough i'm gonna find a damn fine name don't you worry i like that
1: that was good (laughs) but uh i you know it's really interesting v because we broke the time laws and rules did we? Yeah, JIC should already have been out. And uh, by the time people are hearing this, they're like, man, it was late. Why was it late? I'm telling you the now because we started late. late. It's late. <laughs> and it's now fucking, it's really late. <laughs> it's really late. And like, I need it's to genuinely go. late. <laughs> Okay, well, I you know, I think we did a damn fine job on today's episode. See how I, I did that thing? I do, yeah. um, it kind of all over the place. We have a little bit of news from all oh, the different things. We had a lot things. of things to talk about. We didn't even talk about the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer that dropped that had fucking Goliath in it. Mm-hmm. What yeah, the I fuck?
0: Lawrence Fishburne, yeah.
1: Yes, and I loved the... Um, I was on a project with Hank Pym called Goliath.
0: What was, how big did you
1: get? <laughs> 21 feet. How big did you get? 65 feet and then it <laughs> just the be- but the best thing about that is when he does the 65 feet mm-hmm. it flashes in the trailer to H- giant man you know yeah, yeah. A- and he's laughing like he was laughing when he was in civil war when he gr- he goes huge and he grabs a yeah. war machine he's, and he's like glee. oh, oh this, is, <laughs> this is great you know oh,
0: i love that part yeah. uh so great
1: i'm a huge you know ant-man the first one I, I feel like it was a dark horse in the MCU because a lot of other shit has happened. But when Ant-Man finally came out, everybody was like, oh, that was fucking dope.
0: Yeah, we needed Ant-Man because we needed some comedic relief. And I was I was watching, um who is it? Jimmy Kimmel that does the mean tweets. Uh-huh, yeah. And they did a an Infinity War Avengers, uh, Avengers edition. edition. And Paul Rudd's was hilarious. It was something about Paul Rudd being so vanilla that all he does is... Or that he's probably just sitting at home having a bland spaghetti dinner talking about his day. <laughs>
1: mean. <laughs> that was so mean. Uh,
0: I thought it was funny, but it was super mean. It is super mean. No, I love Paul Rudd. I liked Ant-Man. I'm excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Yeah, July 6th.
0: I'm, I I'm glad wait. Evangeline Lilly um, is going to actually be a badass in this movie.
1: I told you we have to see that in 3D, right? I, yeah. I saw. The, I
0: agree. I don't typically like seeing movies in 3D just because I wear glasses and I sometimes get headaches. But that's a this scope is and one, scale thing. This is one that I'm definitely going to want to see in in 3D. I can like tell when
1: Dad and I watched Infinity War in 3D. Just seeing Wasp run on the knife mm-hmm. in 3D was the coolest fucking effect. Like I haven't. Well, maybe bench- we should
0: go see it at the IMAX. The IMAX oh, 3D. Oh my god. That would yes. be really fun. Yes. Okay, we'll do it
1: cool and and it's crazy because we veronica Mm -hmm. what's today it's today may 7th what's the actual date can you give me a the 7th it is the 7th so this is dropping on the 7th we are 11 days actually 10 days away from deadpool 2
0: oh no shit wow where's the time gone? out of nowhere
1: it's like yeah. infinity war hit and here we are deadpool's right mm-hmm. around the corner to break all kinds of records and fuck shit up wild uh and then two weeks from that solo drops
0: yeah they're just pumping them out huh
1: and then there's nothing really in june
0: which is great cause a
1: little well, reprieve
0: we've got a lot going on in June.
1: june's busy you yes. got 200 four shows mm-hmm. busy weekends Convention. lots of shit going on stuff tons yeah. too many things all the lots things.
0: of things all the things
1: all right well v first of all thanks so much for coming back to the show yeah anytime love thanks. having you Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into the plugs of the episode. As always, folks, you can check out the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. This is the flagship show, JIC. And as always, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook or the Twitters. Journey into Comics on your Facebooks and your Instagrams on Twitter, JIC Network. As always, folks, check us out on all the different podcasting platforms. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, We are now on Spotify. I'm so excited for that. It is super cool. Um, Give us a five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It does help us. And obviously go to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar. You get early access to all the shows on the network on one feed. And you give us $3. You get early access and exclusive content. And folks, let me tell you while things are shaking up right now in the network we've lost a couple shows you're not going to hear butt stuff on the network probably ever again lit is gone but uh we do have some new stuff coming down the line some new shows that are in development that i am fucking jacked for oh yeah phase two of this is going to be uh it's You know, it's very interesting. We see Infinity War and it's like the end of one chapter. Mm -hmm. And here at the network, we're beginning a new chapter and this is our new beginning. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's going to do it for today. Journey into Comics episode 190 in the bag. We did such a good job. Uh, (laughs) That's just me riffing right now because it's (laughs) late. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying.
0: It's okay.
1: Thanks so much for coming back. Anytime. Hell yeah. All right, folks. Well, as always for Journey into Comics, this is episode 190 of JIC. Journey into Comics 190, A New Beginning. I'm your host, Nate.
0: I'm Veronica. Keep filling your
1: brains with shit, folks.
0: Later.